Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Renderos Bros. We are the Renderos Bros. That's right. <laughs> the one and only. Actually, the two and only. Actually, the... Buenos dias, buenas tardes. ¿Cómo están? Estamos aquí empezando el podcast. El podcast para usted. Podcast. Presentado por T-Mobile. Yes. Hey, what about me, huh? Work while we get out of here. Hey, come on, guys. I got some treasure. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we're not down with Uncharted movie, bro. We're down with the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Nightmare Alley, and we have our Beer of the Week, and we also got Arcane Episode 2 and Peacemaker Episode 2 of their perspective first season. So let's get into it. Yeah. Hope of the Week is treating you guys properly. Yeah, this motherfucking weather's been a little weird up and down. That's right. Uh, had a nice weekend. But I hope you boppers out there are ready for this uh, next episode. Yeah, had a had a nice weekend. Watched the Batman and uh, picked up our beer of the week. What do we got on deck? Batman. We got uh, Golden Road Brewing Company's Golden State Cerveza. Cerveza. Brewed in California. Cali. Los Angeles, amigo. Tacos, burritos. You ever had tacos in L.A.? Uh, bro. <laughs> Um, the Golden State Cerveza has all the hallmarks, excuse me, hallmarks of a great Mexican-style lager. A pale straw color with a nice light body. It's crisp. <laughs> it's bright and refreshing, but with the added twist of a hint of citrus, thanks to a kiss of crystal and Pacifica hops. Crystal meth. No, yeah. it doesn't have that. Um, yeah, so I've cracked open my beer already. From the littered. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it smells like a lager. Yeah, uh, it looks, looks like a lager. Looks like it, a lager. Uh, the can is a real, like, uh, golden golden can, like a Golden State type of vibe. Uh, yeah. Golden State Warriors type of vibe, it, excuse me. It's funny because initially... It's a darker I, blue. Yeah, than it's blue. a darker blue. It almost looks like a purple, really. Yeah. I thought it was like a Lakers beer at it has first. Like a '64 Impala on the on the uh, yeah. I think it's a I don't fucking know. I think it's a '64 Impala. Uh, uh, wow. Car on the fucking little thing, and it's not basic design. Little three uh, three palm trees, nothing much. This is actually really refreshing. Golden uh, Road uh, Cerveza. It's got a I don't know. It's like a sweet little tangy aftertaste. God, it's- the smell out of the can though, fucking smells like dog food. <laughs> Everything smells like dog food to you out of the can. Nah, man, smell that shit, fool. It smells I, like I, fucking pedigree. The fuck? I don't know what pedigree smells like. I don't buy you my dog fuck, pedigree. Yeah, if you fucking open the thing, you get a yeah. big fucking whiff of the shit. You know what I mean? Now you're pretty sure you don't feed your dogs or your pie. You know? No. Yeah, exactly. It's not my fuck job. Of course, I, I, keep them, I keep them yeah, alive. No, I know, huh? You don't. You don't. Oh, you keep them alive? Yeah. How? By not feeding them? By buying the stuff. By allowing kids, someone else to feed them. My kids will feed them because they don't pay bills. I you gotta do something. feed them. <laughs> I keep them alive. <laughs> I keep them alive. I keep you alive. Now feed the dogs. Um, but yeah, oh, man. it's got a. Uh, you know, it tastes like a lager. It's uh, crisp. It's refreshing. Um, it's got a, a sweet kind of like aftertaste for me. Let me get a taste. A taste. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah. So, but. Yeah, it's it's just it's good. I mean, for it's a lager. It's no, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, Mexican you know. style lager. You did not hit 
Golden Road. I apologize. But I don't apologize because you motherfuckers need to get an actual Mexican if you want some Mexican styles to taste. Because goddamn, it does not taste Mexican no, style it ta- me. it, it, No, because it's got like, for me, like I said, it's got a like weird... Not like a weird, but it's got a sweet aftertaste on it. Like a, it doesn't seem like a cerveza, cerveza. That's why. I guess that it doesn't. It's like a sweet, like like a, the first the first thing you taste is kind of lemony in a sense, almost. Yeah, it is lemony. And then it just kind of like. And then that citrus sweetness hits. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. kind of goes away and it just hinders on your tongue a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It does play on your tongue a little bit. It's it's interesting for a cerveza. I would not buy this again though. Um, it, it's definitely it's okay, worth. It's okay. It's not. Yeah, it's no. not. Um, <clears throat> if I'm looking for a cerveza, I'm definitely not going to go to Golden Road unless, yeah, you know. Well, like in, in the grand scheme, if I'm of things, living in for, Huntington Beach, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for me, like if I was going to spend the money to buy like a cerveza at you know a grocery store, or wherever, if it was get between, Corona, <laughs> if it was between this or like Buena Vesa, uh, the stone lime uh, lager, I never heard of it. I think we've tried it on the podcast. Oh, whoopsie. Yeah, it's we've a salt. Had a lot of fucking a, yeah, we have. We've had a lot of beers. I was. I was we should got that fucking app that keeps track of it. I told you about that shit a, a fucking a hundred times. Nah, yeah, it's fine. I probably should have done I, it. I can keep a track of it on on the website when you I look through it. Gotta go fucking back. <laughs> though. Yeah, that's work. Yeah, but I also got a fucking. I got a, a memory like no, you a steel don't. trap. No, you fucking know. You don't I, even know the first beer we ever tried on the pod. It was. I'll Name tell you what now. the first beer. I'll tell you what it was. It was a cerveza. It was Corona. Uh, no, but I mean, like, honestly, like... Mentirosa, mentirosa. All right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just fine. But if I was going to go, I'd pick, yeah, the Buena Vesa by Stone, the uh, Salt and Lime Lager. Uh, or if I would pick another okay. one, it'd be like, um, you know, shit, even fucking... Uh, Modelo Sal y Limon. Yeah, Modelo Sal and Limon, I think, has a little bit more of a... Of a, of a, of a flavorful kind of a style. I just feel like the, the Cerveza type of lager taste is really... Not, it's not this for sure. This is it's like its own thing. It is decently good. It is decently fucking. No, don't spill your fucking yeah, drink. No. This is decently good. Um, I'm not trying to hate on it, but it's definitely not the cerveza type of taste that they're that they're promoting, at least on the can. Not for me in in any type of sense at no, all. No, like for sure. And but it's not a bad beer. It's just definitely not like I wouldn't call it like top tier for me. Um, you know, I do like their. Um, if I was Golden Road, I'd probably go get the watermelon. Yeah, the melon cart. The yeah, wa- yeah, it's f- that's my f- that's one of my favorites. Me it's, too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you don't find it very much, Ralphs. Step up your fucking game. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know. Come on, Ralphs. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. like stopping at the liquor store for a fucking brewski. Yeah, that's right. I've been mugged outside of a liquor store. I'm scared. So uh, yeah, that was our beer of the week right there. Um, those are our thoughts, as incoherent as they can. That's be That's right. And now we're gonna get into what show. Arcane. Arcane. Episode, season two, episode two. All right, now it's time for Arcane, season one, episode two. Season one. Well, I had said season two like an idiot. Episode two, yeah, I know. I I caught it. Yeah, Uh, so, but it's fine, it's fine. Uh, this episode's called... Go ahead and go hit a uh, uh, couple seconds back if you want to go ahead and uh, catch it, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode's called Some Mysteries Are Better Left Unsolved. It, op- it opens up with the robbery um, that occurred in the first episode, and you have a character named Jace coming in. He's being robbed. Yeah. And it flashes back after the explosion to him and his mom 
dying in the snow somewhere. I, I have no idea. And he's saved by a magic man who takes him off the mountain. And that's when he realizes, like, the, the stones, the gems, they are powerful. And he wants to utilize that and, and, and create magic with it. Now it's just yeah. caused a bunch of problems for him. What was your name again? Jace. Uh, Jim. 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 <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, the teachers back in school uh, did say... Uh, you can have this one. He's a real gem. <laughs> uh, and then Grayson's interviewing Jace, and he's getting, you know, he's arrested. And his professor, Heimdinger, um, tells him, like, yo, I'm trying to harness Arcane using science. And the professor's like, no, 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 no. Just accept the responsibility, say it's dangerous, and you're going to get off the hook. Yeah. Um, you know, and then all while V and Powder and the gang are training in their hideout, uh, and then you find out that Powder is a really good shot after Milo has been insulting her for a bit. Yeah, she's just fucking scared to shoot. Yeah, she's just scared to shoot. As she's a, young. Yeah, and then... um her confidence. The enforcers are going around looking for them. They throw Amanda through a fucking... Uh, the window, and they run off. They're getting yeah. chased. Echo saves them. Um, and then you find out that, you know, Jace is brought before the council... And they talk to him, and they're about to let him off the hook. And then Jace decides to be a fucking dumbass and say, no, harnessing Arcane is not a fucking problem. I fucking know how to do it. This is the way we're—this is how we're going to do it, okay? Now listen to me. I'm monkey muck. I'm monkey muck. You take your buns, you get your lettuce, you stack it on top, you put your Whopurger on it, and bam, you got flavor. And no matter which way you flip it, the bread comes first. (laughs) 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 it's always bread it's always bread yeah (laughs) oh man you can never flip a burger with mark Wahlberg and be like heads and tails it's the same thing as bread yeah (laughs) Uh, i make my own luck like like harvey (laughs) Uh, and then you have uh, marcus the enforcer he is approached by uh, silco the villain that we met in the first episode who uh, had his partner uh, signed uh, give the poison to the rat. Yeah. Um, and he tells them that, you know, hey, I got, I got some, uh, some clues for you. Yeah. Which leads him to Vander. Yeah. And they have a real fucking intense search. And I don't know why they had at the most unstable person. Powder is like holding on to this fucking pipe and sliding down while this enforcer is like fucking going around and I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna get caught because she she chose a bad hiding spot. Yeah, fucking horrible. <laughs> but they, they weren't caught. Uh, but Marcus is on to Vander. He knows that Vander is hiding something big. Um Jace goes to see after he's kicked out. So the penalty Jace uh got was to get kicked out of the academy. Yeah. He can't do science anymore. And he went to the house where he is teaching a young girl named Caitlin. Um, you know, he wants to talk to her parents and she says, you can't talk to them, bro. Like you fucked up. And then Caitlin's mother comes out and says, Caitlin, come inside. He tries to apologize to the mother and she blows him off. Yeah. You know, and, and, and obviously because he refused to take responsibility. Yeah. Uh, Grayson at the same time is trying to stop the council search. Marcus has his suspicions about her. Um, and then, uh, Vander and V by, um, Vi finds out about the deal because Echo tells her. And he talks about how nobody wins in war. And she, who, who is she willing to lose? Her friends? Her sister? You know, and she's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, the enforcers aren't going to go away. 
Um, Jace, on the other hand, is now in his room. He's taking the bracelet off, and he's about to commit suicide when he's approached by Professor Him- Himdinger's Himdinger? assistant, um, uh, Victor. And he tells him, like, I believe in what you've read. I've I looked at your stuff, so I want to help you. Uh solve this puzzle i want to let's harness arcane and then um you know uh at the end of the episode vi comes back from her talk talks to powder and tells her you know it's what makes her different that makes her strong while grayson is scolding marcus for his arrogance she is contacted by vander powder hangs with vander while the enforcers start making moves towards benzos or at least it looks like they're going towards benzos yeah. And then at the end of the episode, Vi is sitting at the door waiting, and then the door opens, and the episode ends. Yep. And, um... <laughs> what, do you got the fucking hiccups over there? Yeah, I do. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I... We had to pause real quick, because I had the fucking <laughs> hiccups, but uh, let's get back into this shit. I have to fucking say, uh, the second episode was not as impressive as the first for me. It was real fucking, uh, like, whatever. I didn't. I didn't really uh, care too much to kind of like really uh, follow that the the what was really going on with this guy. Like like uh, not not with him himself, but the fucking like the judges and everybody that's just like kind of overseeing it all. That kind of yeah. to me was just like ah, eh, like I don't really like I want to see what this fool's gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, for me, what was important about this episode was it started opening up the world and seeing the other side of the conflict. Yeah, right? like the first episode was predominantly focused on. Um, Vi Powder or Vander and, and that in uh in the lands, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh so this one uh, I but think I just didn't think the, the I didn't think they fucking uh, uh the way that they approached it with the with the council in a with sense. Jace. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. They hinted at like bigger issues within the conversations, yeah. but I um yeah, no, it was fine because I'm I, I was mostly like taking it as like what in the fuck is happening? Like I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's let's ride this out. Yeah, it, to uh, me it was like okay, so they're just trying to explain the uh, the uh, other end of what the fuck happened, and you're gonna kind of like now we're gonna maybe episode three, episode and, four is gonna really explore the next steps of what the uh, repercussions and, and who's chasing after them and shit like that. It's probably getting more a little bit more action. And it definitely looks like the professor is very adamant that like arcane should not be used due to the fact that he's 307 years old. Yeah, uh, you know his ideas of like. The kind of chaos when he gave his lecture about like this is what happens, you know, he's talking from experience, and so it, w- it was interesting to see like where this character is starting to kind of like you know like I don't know anything about this character, I don't know what his motives are per se, but you can definitely tell that he is like magic is bad in the wrong hands. Yeah, of course. Let's not pay attention. Let's not do this. Uh, so it might turn out that he is going to help out. Vi and powder in them because obviously they don't I don't like I don't I don't know but I'm I'm very interested in seeing how this is gonna play out. Okay. Uh that was that episode. And then now we're gonna go to uh, Peacemaker and uh that's episode two as well. It's a television stuff. season two. Season two of Peacemaker <laughs> coming out sometime in the future. Uh yeah. this episode is called Best Friends for Never. Never ever uh, opens up with heart ever 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 <laughs> Opens up with Harcourt's uh, uh, phone going off, and it's peak Peacemaker, a.k.a. Dumb Shit. Uh, and he has now killed a member of Project Butterfly. Yeah. He is, like, running to get his clothes, tells her he was attacked by the metahuman that he boned and obliterated her. Um, you know, and then she, Harcourt goes... It Harcourt. starts off right where it fucking ended, practically. Yeah. And uh, you kind of fucking, <laughs> you kind of see... 
how stupid Peacemaker really is. Yeah. It, in the whole scene of him after trying to get away or like hide in some sense. Like even like in like stealing shit, like that he's just leave it. Yeah, like, he's a fucking, fucking leave idiot. it. Yeah, he's over here trying to fucking steal records and shit. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, and then like, uh, get it, bro. He didn't even steal the record player. No, hardcore uh tells because he's got his own to cry in. Uh, but that's in the, later in the episode. Uh so Leota is basically telling her like while they're driving to uh Peacemaker, like having your girl at your place is a bad idea. Um, you know, because you're gonna put your fucking the people you care about in danger. Yeah. Um, and you see the detectives uh, at the site of the explosion, as uh, we said, Peacemaker is cleaning up. Uh, even like gets a pair of panties or whatever and smells them like a fucking. Creep. Yeah, and it was even though he knows it was a fucking like monster, he's like, I met a human. Fucking, let me get a whip. Let me yeah. get a whip for this. Let me get a whip for this thing that I just fucking smashed. Yeah, let me fucking remind me, I'm gonna get hard again. Yeah, and you know, Peacemaker breaks into someone's apartment. He ties up this couple. They start fighting. Yeah, uh, the Peacemaker's wife. a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a goofy ass character. Yeah, um, which is kind of funny to see in terms of like you know your your superhero shows are mostly about like they're doing their best and succeeding and all that stuff. And even when they stumble, Peacemaker is like I'm stumbling into success. Yeah, uh, jumping from balcony to balcony, he's just like fucking eating it all the way down. I'm like you you. You guy, you. Yeah, you fucking idiot. No, but the show is really funny. But it shows that he's also teamed up with morons, especially Economos. Uh, Economos, when they start looking at the registration of Peacemaker's car, he tags Peacemaker's father to it. Yeah. So now he's under investigation for something that he has nothing to do with. Um, yeah, and then he's getting yelled at by Clemson. Uh, because it looks like Clemson and Hardcore are the only ones who are really like level-headed in terms of how they think about shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if you don't know who these fucking characters are, watch the show. Yeah, uh, and I mean, obviously, like the reason we're talking about these characters, Clemson is the uh, arms dealer that um, notified uh, Task Force X of Project Butterfly. Economos is the guy okay. with glasses. Hardcore is uh, the white lady. Uh, and then uh, Leota is the new uh, recruit that is working with Waller behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, he also, it turns out Peacemaker left the file uh, that he had at the Meta's house. Yeah. At the Meta human's house, uh, which obviously causes more problems. Peacemaker then decides, okay, fuck it. I'm going home. Uh, he lays down, plays some music, and he just starts crying like, fuck. Flag was right about me. I'm a fucking loser nobody likes me and that's when his buddy vigilante pops Peacemaker. out Peacemaker. yeah what a joke yeah oh man fucking flag man uh why you gotta die bro yeah um but um yeah so vigilante like cheers him up by going like hey let's let's go fucking shooting bro and they're like shooting targets off of each other like pretending <clears throat> yeah. he got his dick blown off uh which is very funny uh, Vigilante talks about how, you know, he loves to kill people for committing crimes, including graffiti, and that's what makes him feel good. He's like, if I look like a psycho, it's not because I'm a psycho. It's just I feel good killing bad people. I like <laughs> it. Whatever makes your self-esteem go up, go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of the episode, Peace father, uh, Peacemaker's father is arrested for the murder of the uh, the Meta. Leota gets uh, her girl pissed off at her because she's telling her, like, maybe you guys should leave and go home. Uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante fucking three-way uh, the wife of uh, the couple that he tied up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, plot twist. He um, gave her that Eiffel Tower action. Yeah. <laughs> the Wabaliage. Yeah. Um, and then 
yeah, so Peacemaker's dad goes to prison, and he's recognized by some of the prisoners there. And uh, it turns out that he is uh, someone they're calling the White Dragon. Uh, it looks like it's a neo-Nazi kind of thing. I'm not exactly sure, but it yeah. definitely looks like a neo-Nazi thing. Yeah. The White Dragon. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's how that episode ends. And this one... Um, the fucking episode, for me personally, overall, it was cool, funny, fucking... The, the show's going in the good direction. Uh, you just want to find out what's fucking going to happen next. Yeah, I just felt like this one didn't progress the story that too, much too, forward. Yeah, it didn't jump too forward, but it's just keeping you... Uh, in the story. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Um, you know, because trying to find out what the fuck's going to happen next. And, and again, that. excited to see where this is going. I yeah. think both Arcane and Peacemaker have set the ground pretty good. I know that Arcane is nine episodes. Peacemaker, I think, is six. Yeah, so, something like that. Six or seven. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, keep uh, listening and tuning in and finding out what we, uh, as we, we go through the show. And, and the next thing we got going now is the movie Nightmare Alley. Bradley Cooper, Tony Collette. I don't know who the fuck else. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Alley, uh, starring Bradley Cooper, like you said. Uh, Tony Collette. Like I said. One of the fucking greatest actresses of all time. Time. Um, you also have Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Hello. Richard Jenkins, uh, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, Mary Steinbergen. Um, you have... Uh, there's a somebody lot of oh, fucking Clifton Collins Jr. Junior, is in yeah. this. Um, and you have a uh, David um Strein Strainhern. The guy who played Pete. <laughs> we'll call him Pete. Pete. David uh Strainern. Um <laughs> Pete, not Pete Davison. Uh written and directed by actually um directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh and the screenplay is done by him and Kim Morgan. Guillermo. And it's, and it's based on a novel by uh William. Lindsay Gresham, a book that came out in 1946, and it's also a remake of a film from 1947. And it's basically the rise and fall of Stanton Carlyle, a mentalist who lies, whose lies and deceit prove to be his downfall. Uh, the IMDb uh, recap for the, the 2021 version of Nightmare Alley is an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words. Hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous. Well, you know what I mean, homies. Yeah, Doc. Well, the homie memo, homies. He made a pretty good movie. <laughs> uh, and honestly, like, um, well, I mean, like, what are your thoughts about this film? Hey, memo, you came through, Doc. <laughs> I memo fucking made a a great world, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, one thing that I really like about Guillermo del Toro's uh, directing style. He built the style. world fucking amazingly. He he's uh, world gives you building. the great fucking vibe on the fucking uh, on the film itself, the aura, the fucking lighting, all that kind of shit keeps you in 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 involved visually in it. Yeah, visually invested in involved in the fucking film. But for me personally, very slow. Yeah, very like what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like I just seen this fool. The movie starts with him fucking Bradley Cooper's character. Um, Throwing a body into a uh, a hole in the a hole in a house and then setting it on fire and then just uh, walking away from it, of course. Um, <clears throat> so I was expecting him to be like kind of like a me not knowing what the fuck was going on at all. I, I was expecting like some type of murder, r- murderer, and um, some more like killings and like crazy shit, especially because he goes he he fucking throws the body in there and then he goes and enjoys the carnies and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was like he was trying to keep it on his his uh himself under wraps 
Yeah, for me, if I wasn't sure, like the opening sequence, especially like felt like almost like a dream sequence, right? Like he started in this kind of grimy opening, this isolated kind of opening where he's burying this body, setting the house on fire. But when he gets in the bus and he falls asleep, the the which I like the the fade from day to night. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he's at the carnival, and it felt like he was entering a whole nother world, and I. I got a little confused for a split second. Like, is this like a dream sequence or is it a new beginning for him? And then obviously it's a new beginning for him. Um, and I actually did not trust him right off the bat. Yeah, no, I felt like he fell asleep uh, on the bus and um, just because he was like unworried about, okay, I'm leaving where the fuck I just, with, the, with whatever the fuck I just did. And uh, and he wakes up and just takes advantage or just takes uh, um a footstep forward in the situation where he's landed, or where he, or where the car, the car parked. Essentially, he's going to make it happen. He's well, going to yeah, make it he, work. You could tell that he is very clever in terms of like he goes into this new environment. And he just kind of keeps his mouth shut. Yeah, and kind of learns and feels things out. And as exactly. time progresses, he gets more and more involved in stuff. And he's like, "Man, I really want to fucking smash this Rooney Mar- um Molly girl, but I like I got to work my way to it." Yeah. Um, and you know, he starts getting taken under the wing from Zena and Pete played by Tony Collette and, uh, David Strain here. And, uh, they teach him how to become a mentalist, yeah, how yeah. to the, the art of cold reading, you know, what fucking psychics do on television, the bullshit where they're like, Oh, I feel a presence. Oh, fucking letter Q. Yeah. Uh, is your grandmother's name Queen Latifah? No. She starts with the Q, though. <laughs> uh, Quagmire? Quagmire, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, like, yeah, and so he learns Quantum to be a mentalist. Quantum of Solace. And, um... I, Quantum Leap. The movie does take some time to start picking up. Like, I will say it was a, a slow long burn. fucking time, yeah. But I, I, what I, what I liked about it is the fact that they show how he rises and falls, right? This whole movie is about the rise and fall of his character. Yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy that kind of slow momentum because I was so invested visually with Guillermo del Toro's like vision for the world that he's built. I feel like he does that great when he builds him up. Yeah. Once he builds him up, he loses a lot, a lot. For your serve. Yeah. yeah. From my point, it's just well, a lot. Because I think there was something really like appealing about the carnival being set up in the middle of nowhere. And um, when he goes to the big city, you kind of know what the big city during this period of time looks like from other, you know, stories that you've seen on movies and television. And there's no real way of sprucing this all up at that point. Yeah. Like, and, um, you know, I know that there's a black and white version of Nightmare Alley, which would give those shadows and those angles probably a little bit more of a oomph. Like, I feel in color, it definitely, like, some of the moments don't feel as big as they should. Well, the thing is, the fucking, uh, I feel like because it's called Nightmare Alley, it tries to make you feel like as if you're going into, like, a horror type of-esque uh, movie or, like, something that's going to deal with that genre in a sense. Yeah. But... Like even like when he fucking puts those uh, bodies in like those little fucking bo- uh, in the bottles and you see all that kind of shit. Now, it looks cool for the most part, yeah. But it doesn't really make you feel like this is what's going on now. Well, well there's a line where Willem Dafoe talks about because they have this character named uh, Geek, yeah, uh, and it's uh, basically people who have uh, have fallen down on on hard times. And he talks about like how do you get these people to do these like crazy acts for this audience. And he talks about how they set them up. 
they find him in nightmare alleys. Basically, they've returned from World War One um, and are living in the street because of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and they have turned to drinking. And so he's like, yeah, so we just laced the alcohol with a little bit of uh, opi- uh, opium, and uh, we fucking reel them in. They're fucking stuck. They don't know where to go. And then when we're done with them, when they've hit that fucking breaking point, we get rid of them, and off we go. Who gives a shit? Um, and when he mentioned that Nightmare Alleys, I'm like, oh, it's when you hit rock bottom. And I thought to myself, like, not knowing, because, like, I just, you know, I just started watching it. I didn't read anything about this movie before. Yeah. I just knew Guillermo del Toro had made it. Um, when he made it to the big city and they shifted to this, and I saw how sneaky he was, especially with killing Pete, I was like, oh, it's going to turn on this motherfucker real bad. Okay. And um, I was like, well, especially when they kept on warning him, of, don't do the spook show. Don't play fucking Ghost Hunter and all that shit. Like, don't do that. That's bad luck. And sure enough, you know, it all falls apart on him, and he ends up being a geek at the end of the film. Yeah, but that's because he's fucking greedy. It, his own, his greed is his downfall, greedy. right? Like, Naturally. And he, you know, his actions cause and effect. His actions led to the murder-suicide of, you know, um, uh, fucking, Kimball, yeah, uh, Judge Kimball yeah, and his yeah. wife. Uh, I, which I was not expecting. Which... Well, you know, that fucking judge is probably locking up fucking people that were innocent, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in those days. Oh, I mean, still For to... For sure, yeah. that motherfucker was locking up people that shouldn't have been... But yeah, but... Fuck them. Uh, yeah, but I mean, overall, though, I enjoyed visually, like, the movie. I liked the acting. Um, I mean, Yeah, all that shit was great, I think. I think the fucking movie was just super slow-paced as fuck. Your... They didn't fucking really give you enough in between. The way Guillermo del Toro really does in like a Pan's Labyrinth, he like gives you like, boom, here, here's this. Give you a little, give me a fucking treat, motherfucker, while you're fucking doing your shit. Yeah. Don't bore me to fucking I, death. I wasn't bored. Well, the, I, I, but I felt a slow burn. Yeah, but you, you right. understand the story in a different way. Get to the shits, my boy. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's just, I, I have to fucking see it for what uh, someone or uh, like myself from that perspective would just like, okay, I'm not really, like, the story's cool, but. Can I get more like? Uh, uh, can I get more fucking treats, please? Yeah. Something, yo, something. Even visually, it gets lame to a certain point. Like you've already built the world on me, so what the fuck? Are you, where are you going with this? Yeah. Like, so, and it doesn't pick up its pace. It doesn't make me feel like okay, hey, hey, uh, um, Bradley Cooper is a, 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 a char- his character is like really after when he meets that lady, it feels like it just kind of yeah, character. Kinda like, kinda like, yeah, kinda like, it kind of like blends out in a sense. And you kind of feel where he's going with it, especially, oh, just hold my money. You know, I don't really need it. I don't want to tell Molly about it. Like, come on, fool. Like, I'm, yeah. You're fucking, right? By that point, you you know exactly what kind of character this motherfucker is and what he is, you know? And, and, and she knows right off the bat, obviously. Yeah, like, she, yeah you, exactly. You can tell that she is working to set him up as well. Yeah. So when she gives him the money in the in the bag, he's like, where's the money? And she's like, you don't you, get this you, money. You, you're it's, a sucker. You're a sucker. Yeah. Because you, you think you're hot shit. Yeah, you know, you came and you thought, "Oh, I can take advantage of people." Hot shit. And she told him, "Like, this is not someone that you, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this because, um, uh, Grenwald or Greenwald or whatever his name was, Grenwald, um, Grenwald, is not somebody that you should take lightly, you know." But I mean, just, just even then, he still got Kimball killed by his wife by giving them that weird hope. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's like, "Oh, I want to give him hope." I'm like, no, you know, sometimes like grief is something that you have to experience. Like there. I, you know, like, I, well, I'm not religious, obviously. I don't believe in God or anything like that. Um, and But the thing is, like, for me, I'm like, people are always, like, trying to figure out, like, their place in the universe. And you know what? To me, like, just enjoy the ride. You're here for a small amount of time. 
and you're gonna die. Enjoy it. There is no afterlife, the way that I look at it. Yolo, um, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, like for me, it's just like man. But that hope is so powerful. Like I think about all that shit with grief. Like man, you know, and what psychics take advantage of by like offering them a way to commune with people they've lost. And it's like, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. And that's this right. movie, I think, down with dope. Up with hope. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this movie also, like, it just, I think, did a good job of, like, showing the arrogance of somebody who's like, I'm going to give people hope and take their money. Yeah. And it just oh, blew up in his face. Fucking, oh. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, you know, a lot of preachers. I don't know what I'm trying to be a, I'm no, not no. trying to fucking no, fuck preachers. downplay it. I'm not trying no, no, to, fuck I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'll say I don't it. want to offend anybody or anything like that. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's like, um, Preachers pretty much like they Joel kind of play on that shit. You know what I mean? Like, like Joe Olsen, yeah. where yeah. fucking plumbers were reporting that they found like uh, there's some I, other asshole right now that's coming up in the fucking they're, they're, in the social media game. I, I I forget his name. Um, he's coming up in the fucking uh, in, a bunch in, of the, in the religious yeah, but he's blowing up again. Oh, is this the guy was, who had the 18 year old uh, when his uh, quote unquote eight? If you uh, fucking can tell me his name, I might be. Able to I don't remember his you, name, but, but he, some fucking asshole that he got disproven. No, he would fucking like say, "Oh, I do this and I do that," and he got disproven back in the early 90s, 80s for doing some dumb shit where he was racketeering his money or some shit. But oh, now okay. he's blowing up again, okay, because of social media and people like fucking uh, dumb fucking shit, of course, and. It's I don't know it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's just, yeah. I don't fuck with I, I don't fuck with social media like that. I don't do any kind of bullshit like that. So it's hard for me to understand it really and grasp that why the why the fuck you would well, why the fuck you would promote or want. You see this motherfucker. Uh, you see he's becoming so famous. He's a motherfucker. Uh, he's a liar. He's just taking your money in a sense. But this motherfucker is gonna live better than all y'all motherfuckers. No matter what, just because of this stupid so, shit that he's fucking preaching, it's like so. Just, just that's going, what gets to me. It's like I don't understand how you can make these dumb motherfucking people because so I, fucking rich. Because yo. the thing is, is that unfortunately, like Joe Olstein and a lot of those preachers. I mean, by the way, uh, you know, hold on. Well, Joe Olstein uh, did you, it without what, social media. What would you? He's just a piece what, of shit what, out of the way. So what would you uh, rate Nightmare Alley before we me, start talking? Me, about this? Uh, I would fucking Nightmare Alley. I'd give it a fucking six, yo. Um, I would give it an eight. I really enjoyed it. I thought the slow burn was nice, and I I did like the world building. And the acting, and Bradley Cooper is not one of my favorite. I don't. I he's Bradley just Cooper. there. Bradley Cooper is just there for me as an actor, but I think he was pretty good in this. Um, you know, he he's just not somebody that I think like is super high caliber for me personally. Like I watch Bradley Cooper, I'm like, oh, it's Bradley Cooper as Bradley Cooper in whatever fucking movie he's in. Um, okay, you know. So, but this one, I was like, oh, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in this. I've also enjoyed him in A, a Star Is Born. Which I particularly also was like, this movie's fine. It's the fourth time it's been remade. Who's in the classic, homie? The Hangover. I hate The Hangover. What? I fucking hate that movie. See, you see? No surface with you, bro. Yeah, no. Always everything's core. The fuck? (laughs) Fucking shit. Shitty jokes. (laughs) Get that Golden Road Cerveza in you, compa. You know? know? I I will. Take it easy. (laughs) Nah, but the fucking movie was. It was like whatever for me. Yeah. It wasn't the fucking best. It wasn't the fucking worst. Yeah. It was just the fucking film. I li- like I said, I love the fucking world building. I love I love the visuals, all that kind of shit, the aesthetics, all that bullshit. But story wise, it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it keep me there. It didn't hit you. Yeah, it doesn't keep me there. It doesn't keep me there to be like, oh yeah, this is a good fucking story. Like honestly, even if I were to say or really pay attention to this fucking story, at the end I'm just like it's nothing new. I don't really give a fuck. It, yeah. it, like, don't it didn't impress me for shit. And honestly, okay. And but of course, it's just a remake. So of course, it's gonna be back also, in those days. Maybe it was different. 
I could imagine also like the book is from 1946, but I think like it is a story that we've told a million times as a species about like that's don't let your arrogance yeah, and don't yeah. impress me. And, and you know, but it, I think it was really well done. Um, I don't know if I would give it an Academy Award for stuff, maybe a set design, but I don't know what other movies are are up for that. But going back to the prosperity stuff, like Joel Olstein and all these preachers, they they teach a prosperity uh, prosperity gospel. Uh, basically, like you give us money and God will bless you with more money. Okay. So okay. it's it's a sucker thing because the thing is is that. So I, okay, I, I remember what the fucking guy's getting famous for. He's uh, selling water on TV. I don't know what this religious guy. I don't know what this preacher's dude's name is, but I know he's a fake as fuck. But he's selling water. I mean, this is it, this is right. like for me. It's like he's selling fucking water and becoming even more rich off of dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, that's well, that's the shit that gets me. Well, because that's the thing we've talked about before, right? Is that people want to find their place. But they want to explain the universe. And the, the yeah, universe yeah. doesn't give a shit. You know, and, and also, like... No, it's because the universe is worried about its fucking self. Because, the universe doesn't care about anything. Yeah. It has no motives. It's just, it just goes. Go right? time. It just goes. And it Go does its thing. Seconds. And one day, the universe will probably stop... Um, uh, you know, it'll existing, fucking, yeah, no, it'll fucking know. stop growing. Yeah, it'll stop growing. There's Maybe. a couple of different theories about Maybe. all that stuff. Um, you know, but the, I mean, the fact is that people want to believe that there is a bigger place for them in this universe, that they are special. And really what makes you special is your, the love that you give people in your life currently and yeah. moments and stuff like that. And, you know, like it, it, it fucking sucks because like you have preachers that will be like, Hey, I have this fucking 10-year-old private jet. And, um, you know, they're like, I need a new jet, but I want this fancy jet that's, you know, $10 million more. So fucking please give me your money and God will bless you with more cash. And that's not how any of this works. If he's blessing you, he's blessing me. And, and, and he doesn't, you cough know, it up. But that's the thing. I mean, Joe Olsen got in trouble, right? When the yeah. fucking hurricane hit uh texas and houston oh, yeah because he was like oh no you guys oh, can't no. come over here he, well he was he was lying he said oh our church is flooded and somebody was like oh i wonder if it is flooded uh, one of those skeptical people and he went down to the church and realized oh you're dry as fuck over here and started blasting him on social media and so then joel Osteen was like oh we're gonna open up our church at that point because he got caught because he doesn't really care in my opinion and uh, he doesn't really care about people because to me, I'm like, you don't need a big, fancy mega church. If you want to spread the word of God, you can fucking do it like some of these guys in the fucking street corner that yeah. everybody ignores. Because that's what I do. I ignore them. I got better things to do than fucking listen to some guy talking to me about, you know, somebody who th the Spaniards came and told me about or forced my ancestors to. But anyways, that's a fucking distraction. I'm yeah. Sorry. I have to get on a rant here. That's, uh... You know, all that shit makes me angry. Let's get back to the shits. Because uh, I don't like people taking, getting taken advantage of, bro. Yeah, but it's unfortunate because it, all of us it, it, takes advantage of by the government, motherfuckers. Don't forget. We made a social contract to try to look out for one another, whether we like it or not. I don't want to fucking pay for the police, but guess what? My taxes are used for the pay of the police. Can I get a, huh? Yeah. You know, like, mother, like we made a contract to build a society together. We have a responsibility to one another. So how, what does that mean? Infrastructure, libraries, schools, fire department, you know, police department for oh, all the problems. I'm money. But, but here's the thing. Oh, you want a library? I'm taking money. Huh? You pay for it. I'll just take your money. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, we know that there is an advancement in society, but the thing is, we don't do it right in America. Well, yeah, of course. We we just don't. We, I mean, we don't. And, and that's, that's a different fucking topic. 
And America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We don't like you to be educated. <laughs> fuck yeah. True that. Um, Suspensive out here, dog. Trying to get paid. It's not even... It, it's honestly like... I still would much rather live here than fucking Florida. Oh, yeah. Well, Louisiana. Fucking Alabama. Alabama is 50th in education. Like, and you know where people die more often because of shit they can't control? The red states. And we pay for the social programs in those red states because Cali makes all that fucking cash. Yeah. We could be your fucking own country. But. Yeah. But, you know, you know, here we are. We're stuck. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, But anyways, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Sorry for the ranting because we love to sometimes. Uh, but you can find us on anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. Renderos Bros. Uh, you can find me individually as Render Me Sam or Mike at Hollywood Mike with a double I. That's right. Don't forget two eyes in Mike. I not spy in Hollywood. Two eyes. Uh, <laughs> Unless you got stabbed in one, and I spy one eye. Yeah, um, well then, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Then you're fucked. Yeah, and don't forget to rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcasts that you listen to us. Like, listen. Yeah, dot. fucking uh, let us know about any fucking movies or any fucking thing you want us to watch or yeah. fucking try or beers. I know, you know the what person, I mean? the person who re- re- told us to watch Arcane. Uh, he is not happy because he's like. He wanted us to cover it as a whole, and he uh, forgot that we do everything episode by episode now. Yeah. And I'm like, sounds like a personal problem. No Negative. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, we'll be uh, back at it. So stay tuned, motherfuckers, and stay wild. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you.